It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Charles Sabansi from the Dreamers Pro Show. And we want to welcome you guys to the Dreamers Pro Podcast, where we cover everything from sports, hot topics, classic debates, entertainment, and where we give you guys a fresh perspective on things and how we see them. Now, let's get started with the first topic of today's show. As you guys know, no one has wasted the time of NBA fans, the time of media, the time of teammates, the time of NBA personnel like one Ben Simmons. When Ben Simmons came into the NBA, he was being compared to LeBron James. Just think about that for a second. You're a six foot ten point forward who was quick who was fast who was strong who could run the court who could play defense who could assist the ball had all of those things going in your favor and you had a red shirt year where you didn't play your first year and you had comparisons to one of the five greatest players of all time in LeBron James those were the type of expectations that were being heaped on Ben Simmons coming into the NBA. And when he came into the NBA, when he had his first official year as a rookie, he stood out. He averaged 15.8 points per game on 54% shooting, 0% from the three. We're going to get to that in a moment. On 56% shooting from the free throw line. Hey, he's a rookie. While shoot while getting 8.1 rebounds, 8.2 assists, 3.4 turnovers, but 1.7 steals and 0.9 blocks as a rookie. And people out here were like, man, this may be the second coming of LeBron. Why? Because we were looking at all of his soft and raw and, and, and hard skills, looking at his physical attributes and like, man, this guy, I mean, he, he's a total package and he's even taller, bigger than LeBron. The following season for the Philadelphia 76ers, he scores even more points, 17 points per game. Field goal shooting percentage goes up to 56%. He then, uh, free throw shooting percent goes up to 60%. Improvement, although it's horrendous. 8.8 rebounds from 8.1. 7.7 assists. Turnovers, 3.5, roughly the same. Steals, 1.7. You're like, man, this guy's getting better. Third season, field goal shooting percentage goes uh, 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 up even more. Scoring tapers. He then starts to attempt threes making 28% of his threes. Free throw shooting went up to 62. You can see the progression. And then what happened? 2021, Ben Simmons goes out there and puts up one of the all-time worst performances in an NBA playoff series 
against the Atlanta Hawks, where some games he would just go scoreless. And then, of course, he had the infamous play where he turned on an open wide dunk to pass pass over to his teammate, and then he got mugged, uh, and then he he went to the free throw line. Ben Simmons then leaves because Doc Rivers and these guys said they don't believe him in any, believe in him anymore. He leaves. He decides to go to the Brooklyn Nets after causing a total mess. He gets there. Some Brooklyn Nets fans were over there twerking it up all over the place. Oh, we got Ben Simmons. We got ben. I'm like, y'all, y'all, do y'all know who y'all got? Y'all over there twerking it up all over the place. Gyrating for this dude? Nevertheless, he goes up there. He becomes a no-show. And over the last few years, Ben Simmons has turned himself into the one of the biggest laughing stocks in the NBA. So what happened? Ben Simmons then, on Saturday night, makes his infamous return to Philadelphia, the city that drafted him, and it was his third time back. He walks into the game, coming off the bench, because he's coming off an injury, and they start booing his ass. They boo him. And then at the end of the game, when they asked Ben Simmons to weigh in on the reception that he got from the Philadelphia 76ers crowd, well, you won't believe what he said. But before we even get into what Ben Simmons said, this video is brought to you by our sponsor, Price Picks. Price Picks is really simple. Instead of just selecting a team, you just select two or more players, pick more or less their projected stats, and then you place your entry. For example, this week, I'm selecting two entries. Stephen Curry for more than 25 points, and then I got Anthony Davis for more than two blocks, and Damian Lillard for more for more than four three-pointers made. Price Picks is also the only daily sports platform with an injury insurance policy. So for example, if you have a player who gets injured in the first half and doesn't return to the second half, that player gets automatically rebooted. What I also love about Price Picks is that it offers weekly promotions like Taco Tuesdays. Each Tuesday, Price Picks discounts select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. So go to pricepicks.com slash CLNS and use code CLNS for a first deposit matchup up to $100. That's go to pricepick.com slash CLNS, use code CLNS for a first deposit match to, of up to $100. And once again, once you support this sponsor, you're supporting this channel. Thank you. So what we want to do is want to play what Ben Simmons had to say here. I want you guys to listen to this nonsense and then want to come back and continue on the show. Take a listen to what Ben Simmons had to say here. This is what is my second, third time back. So it's a little different now. Um, it's funny to me. Like I got grown men pissed off and, and yelling at me. You know, it's like I go home after this, get the win. Like for me, I'm all about winning. So come here and do our job and get to go home. Uh, but. You know, it's, it's fun. Like, I enjoy that. You know, it's not that deep you know, in sports, but it comes with it, so I enjoy it. So you heard what Ben Simmons had to say. Do you know what makes that even worse? Is that Ben Simmons was actually smiling, grinning, as he was saying, like, oh, these grown men, I got in so many grown men's feelings. That was what Ben Simmons said. Is this not the biggest joker we got going in the NBA? Um, NBA Simmons. Ben Simmons is so lost. He's so tone deaf that he doesn't even understand why they were booing him. He doesn't even understand it. It's like they're booing me because they're grown men, not because, well, they patronize this product, they support the team, 
I'm getting paid over $25 million a year to produce. I'm not producing. I mean, why would they be booing me? I mean, what do you expect? I mean, what do you want from me? This is Ben Simmons. Now, I mentioned something about his three-point shooting. I mentioned something about Ben Simmons three-point shooting. Let's go back and look at Ben Simmons, uh, ben Simmons contract for a second. Ben Simmons is on the final year um, of his contract. And this year, Ben Simmons will be earning $37.9 million on a contract he signed. Um, uh, no, no, Ben Simmons signed a 2024. And, yeah, and then next season, he'll be earning uh, $40 million. Uh, dollars, right? Do you know in this current NBA, teams are averaging 35 three-point attempts per, per, per game? Okay, good. I want to give you guys some data. Ben Simmons has been a professional NBA player for one, two, three, four, five, five years. This is a sixth season. Do you know how many three-point shots Ben Simmons has made in five years? Do you know? In an NBA where this is the three-point era, a guy earning over $30 million per annum, Ben Simmons has made five three-point shots in his basketball career. Five. Five. He's averaging one three a year. One three a year. Do you know why Ben Simmons doesn't shoot three? For two reasons. Number one, he doesn't have the confidence to shoot it. And number two, he doesn't practice. If you look at Ben Simmons' game from when he was a rookie and you look at his game now, it is a carbon copy. The only difference is now Ben Simmons has developed a new skill. And his new skill is he doesn't shoot. That's his new skill. Now he doesn't shoot. Let me give you guys some information. When Ben Simmons was a rookie, he was attempting 12.3 field goals attempts per game. In the last two seasons with the Brooklyn Nets, he's attempting 5.6. This year, he's attempting five field goals a game. Do you know how many free throws Ben Simmons attempts a game? This uh, He's attempting last year? 1.4. Do you know how many free throws he's attempting this year? 0.5. Free throws a game. Ben Simmons this season is averaging six points per game, shooting a fantastic 0% from the three-point line, and he's shooting 25% from the free throw line. And he's slated to earn $37.9 million, But he doesn't know why these guys are upset. He can't figure it out. They just mad. That's Ben Simmons for you. The biggest time waster in all of the NBA. No one is more useless than Ben Simmons. No one. No one is more ridiculous than Ben Simmons. Nobody. Because you cannot show me another player earning that amount of money putting up that level of production. Ben Simmons is not earning his money. He's stealing his money. They pay... Ben Simmons is earning $37 million off of a contract that he earned years ago. Why? Now, why would he be earning $37 million? I mean, how can a guy be earning... Because the production that he put up years ago, teams projected, hmm... This mofo looks like if he keeps up the hard work, he's going to get better or at least stay the same. And based on his current production at the time we're giving him this contract, he'd be worth this in the future. So look at his numbers now. Is he earning his money based on the, 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 the assumption that the teams made when they gave him that contract? Well, hell no. 
and he doesn't know why they're booing him. This is just grown men booing me. That's Ben Simmons for you. An absolute joker, time waster, and nobody should take Ben Simmons seriously at all. Now, if you're enjoying this show, be sure to follow us on Facebook at Dreamers Pro Official, Instagram at Dreamers Pro, and leave a review to let us know what you think about today's show. Now, let's continue to the next segment. LeBron James has been making a lot of headlines, right? Ever since he posted the hourglass emoji. People are like, what does it mean? Did LeBron run out of food in his house? Is he fed up with the people in the Los Angeles Lakers organization? Is he done with his teammates? What does this mean? Is his time over? Everybody has been trying to figure it out and, 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 and understand what LeBron meant. So what happened? After that came out, we started hearing... The possibilities, all those conversations, Stephen A. Smith, people started recruiting, talking about, oh, LeBron coming to the Knicks, LeBron coming to the Knicks. LeBron coming to the Knicks. Like, what the hell is going on here? And you look at the New York Knicks. Prior to their last game against the Los Angeles Lakers, the New York Knicks, I believe, were top four seed in the Eastern Conference. Still are. They were 9-1 and one in their last 10 games and in the number four seed in the East. Then what happens? LeBron then goes to New York to play against the New York Knicks. And let me say this as a New Yorker. You know, somebody was arguing me. You ain't, you ain't, you ain't from New York, son. I'm like, all right, so where am I from? You from Philly. I'm like, what? I'm from Philly? Really? I don't even, I don't even, I don't, even, I don't know nowhere in Philly. The only time I went to Philly was when I was in junior high and we went on a field trip and we went to the Bell and I had a cheesesteak. This was how many years ago? You're like, no, you're from Philly. You're not from New York. And I'm like, but I never saw you in New York when I was there. I never saw you in the BX. I never saw you in Yonkers. I never saw you in art and design. What are you talking about? Well, well, I'll be knowing. And he goes, but I'm from Philly. And Philly's what's up. I'm like, yo, bro, what are you talking about? Let me talk to my New Yorkers for a quick second. Quick things. Digress for a quick second. I ain't going to lie to you. I ain't going to lie to you. It feels good to see the New York Knicks do well. Yeah, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not a, like a Knicks supporter, but to see the city of New York feeling good and the energy and everybody's hype, I'm looking at, at, at Kenny Smith. I'm looking at Stephen A. Smith. I'm looking at how New York fans are reacting. Yo, it feels good. My heart, it, it feels good to see New York. I'm not even going to front. Then yesterday, I was listening to Fab, Young Fab, and I was like, man, this got me wanting, back, move, wanting me to move back to New York. And then I looked at y'all taxes. I'm like, all right, we're gonna we gonna we 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 gonna we gonna we gonna pump the brakes on that. We're gonna talk about that a little bit later. But anyway, anyway, LeBron goes to New York. He puts on a show. The Lakers actually end up beating the Knicks, even though Jalen Brunson and these dudes was balling. LeBron played well. I think in that game, he finished that game shooting 52% from the field, 40% from three, 24 points, five rebounds, five assists, um, only one turnover. So LeBron did his thing, right? LeBron did his thing. At the end of the game, and I was laughing. At the end of the game, I was laughing my ass off looking at LeBron do this. They put on the towels. You know, they give you towels from each team. <laughs> LeBron got on a Lakers jersey, and he threw on the Knicks, the Knicks uh, towel, right? With the rat, like the Knicks. And you know, if you know anything about these athletes, they know everything about branding. They don't just don't put on anything like that. They know. And they got Laker fans and all of these people in the comment sections like, yo, what kind of disrespect is this? Why you got on that Nick sweater looking so happy? That Nick uh, uh, towel, towel looking so happy, right? And you're supposed to be with the Lakers. And I'm laughing 
Because here's what's really happening. There's a few things happening. Nick fans are crying. They're like, yo, bro, we don't want him. I know, I know. If I was walking through the streets of New York right now and I asked any act, oh, somebody like, like to crack the jokes about how do I say ask. I don't, I don't care. That's how I've been saying it. I asked whatever, right? Somebody, how you, uh, you, what's your, you, y- y'all want LeBron? I can almost assure you if I spoke to a hundred New Yorkers, maybe five would be like, yeah, well, why not? Most of them would be like, nah, we good. We got Brunson. Son don't play no defense. We good. That's what the prototypical New Yorker would say. So I'm looking at Nick, Nick fans like, son, take 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 that towel off. That's that's New York fans. I'm looking at Laker fans like, what kind of disrespect is this? I mean, I thought you were supposed to be with us. I thought you were repping us. And then you got some other Laker fans in the corner like, yo, I, I hope he leaves. I swear I hope he leaves. So what happens? They beat the Knicks. Look. They, somebody posted something on Twitter, right? Let me go to this tweet, and I'm going to show it to you guys. They want to show it to you. They post something on Twitter, and is a Bleacher Report has an image of LeBron in a Knicks jersey. And the person who posted it writes, it's time. And LeBron goes under the post and posts a Statue of Liberty Emoji with the king crown, and I almost fell out of my damn seat when I saw LeBron do that. I was like, what, Broski? What? 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 LeBron is posting that under these images? I gotta, I gotta, first of all, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna keep it funky with you guys for a second. Lakers fans. Y'all know I used to support the Lakers as a Kobe guy. I said I'm not supporting the Lakers until LeBron leaves. I can't do it. I know Laker fans got to be mad. I know Laker fans got to be tight. Because they're like, we gave away all of our picks. We gave away all of our talent for LeBron and AD. Our team is the ninth seed in the Western Conference. This dude is over there throwing up Statue of Liberty emojis and all of that. And if he leaves our team, our team is most likely going to continue to fall, most most likely. And he's going to go join the top four seed in the Eastern Conference and be able to make a long playoff run in the East. I know Nick, I, I know, I know Laker fans got to be tight. If LeBron leaves the Lakers to go to the Knicks and has a good playoff run in the Lakers, Mr. Laker fans, let me give you guys the, the breakdown from, from me. I will most likely spend the rest of the season laughing at you guys. I'm just keeping it funky with you guys. I'll probably spend the next three, four months producing shows, laughing at Laker fans. After I've gotten it out of my system and I've laughed enough, then after the dust is settled, because the LeBron fans are going to migrate over to to New York fans and the Knicks fans, y'all going to have a good luck with that. Then when the dust is settled, I'll now start considering if I'm, if I'm, if I might start supporting the Lakers again. But for the first few months, oh my God, I'm going to be laughing at y'all, man. I'm going to be laughing at y'all for like the first three months. Oh, it's going to be sweet. Because I know y'all going to be like, after you did all of this, then you just leave our team like this? Oh, man. it's Now, if you're enjoying this show, be sure to follow us on Facebook at Dreamers Pro Official, Instagram at Dreamers Pro, and leave a review to let us know what you think about today's show. Now, let's continue to the next segment. So as you guys know, recently there have been a a lot of players whining and bitching and moaning 
about this new NBA 65 game rule. Now, what is the 65 game rule? The 65 uh, game rule stipulates the, the following. In order for you to be eligible for certain awards, like all NBA team, all defense, MVP, defensive play of the year award, etc., you need to play in a minimum of 65 games. And in those 65 games, you must play at least 20 minutes. Now, I've heard other plays. I was recently listening to John Sally on Vlad TV talking about, whoa, just play. What's it, John Sally? Was it John Sally? I forgot who it was. And they were like, no, nah, well, you can just play for five minutes, play for 10 minutes. The NBA, like, no, nah, you got to play for like at least 20 minutes. All right? You got to play for that's like five minutes a quarter at least. Right? Because, you know, dudes, they'll do the bare minimum to get the most. So that happened. Then what happened? Players started whining and bitching and moaning about it. Draymond Green was complaining about it. This player was complaining about it. That player was complaining about it. And I was saying to myself, what do y'all complain about? Y'all the reason that this rule is even created. This rule never existed prior to you dudes. But you dudes turned it into the cupcake era, and now they have to create a rule for you dudes. So what are y'all complaining about? You're complaining about something that you guys, number one, uh, with the with the, the catalyst for it being created. Number two, y'all agreed to y'all agreed to this in a new bargaining agreement. So what what are y'all whining and moaning and bitching about? I didn't understand that, right? So what happened this morning? I was going through uh, the internet here, and I came across an article. Where the hell did I come across? Yeah, I came across this article. Um, from fadeawayworld.net. And it said the following. It said, Charles Barkley says players have nobody to blame but themselves for 65-game minimum rule. And I was like, hmm, this is very interesting. Very interesting. But before we even get into what Charles Barkley had to say, this video is brought to you by a brand new sponsor, Price Picks. Price Picks is really simple. Instead of just selecting a team, you just select two or more players, pick more or less their projected stats, and then you place your entry. For example, this week, I'm selecting two entries. Stephen Curry for more than 25 points. And then I got Anthony Davis for more than two blocks and Damian Lillard for more for more than four three-pointers made. Price Picks is also the only daily sports platform with an injury insurance policy. So for example, if you have a player who gets injured in the first half and doesn't return to the second half, that player gets automatically rebooted. What I also love about Price Picks is that it offers weekly promotions like Taco Tuesdays. Each Tuesday, Price Picks discounts select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. So go to pricepicks.com slash CLNS and use code CLNS for a first deposit matchup up to $100. That's go to pricepick.com slash CLNS, use code CLNS for a first deposit match to, of up to $100. And once again, once you support this sponsor, you're supporting this channel. Thank you. So let me get into what the article had to say. It continues on to say, it says, in a recent segment on Inside the NBA, Charles Barkley spoke out against the rising resistance from players over the new 65-game minimum eligibility for postseason awards. Barkley showed no sympathy for players and pointed out how they signed up for this after agreeing to the new CBA. These players got nobody to blame but themselves. The Players Association signed off on the deal. I thought it should I thought it should have been 70 games. These guys have put themselves in a situation where they didn't respect the game and started resting in load management and the NBA had to do something. The fans get to see these guys one day a year and they pay all this money for tickets while these guys are making 40-50 million dollars a year. They need to play. It's a fair rule. I thought it should have been 70 games. Uh where did he tell a lie? Again, these guys agreed to the rule. They agreed to it. So why would you be complaining about something 
that you clearly agreed to. Number two, I listen to a lot of people talk about how this is the greatest era of basketball ever. We're witnessing something today unlike something we have never witnessed before. But nevertheless, to me, it seems like this is the softest era ever. They don't play any defense. It is one big offensive game to the point where you have people like Bob Myers, Kendrick Perkins, Stephen A. Smith, former NBA players, all complaining about how the NBA is leaning so much into offense. Everyone's complaining about it. They're earning more money than ever before. And yet, and still these guys are complaining. Why should my, my question is this? Why should it be 65 games? The reason they're asking for the reason that they're saying it should be 65 is the following because it lowers the bar on the requirement. And if they can do less, what am I saying? 65. They're asking for less. They're complaining of 65. So these guys are potentially asking for 55 to 50. And what they're saying is I should be able to play 50 games. And if I play those 50 games, I should be eligible for certain awards. Now, why are these awards important? Well, if you guys don't know, for Supermax contracts to exist, there's certain things that you need to in order to qualify. Obviously, certain number of production and all of that, when teams can deem you a Supermax player. But some of it has to do with your tenure, and some of it has to do with the awards and the accolades that you receive, like defensive player and all of that. So if you have players losing out on this, and, it's not, and it can't come to them as easily as it used to in the past... Is also going to affect them monetarily. And therefore, they're complaining. Now, a novice watching this show may say, well, I have a solution. Why don't they just lower the, lower the amount of games? If you lower the games, there are less games, then there shouldn't be this load on their body and everything should be fine. We have a problem. The reason they won't lower the games is because if you lower the games, you lower the revenue. And if you lower the revenue, they can't earn any more money. And then you're going to be sitting there asking yourself, so... What do they want? I'll tell you what they want. What they want is the maximum amount of games available in terms of available game checks, then be required to play a lower minimum and still qualify for these Supermax contracts and then have you, the fans, foot the bill. If you listen to Draymond Green, you listen to any of these guys talk, where in there did you hear them mention anything about the paying customer of the fans? Where? They never mention the fans because they don't value you guys, at least not this generation. Previous generations did. That's why they had an obligation. They felt this obligation to play. Jordan, Kobe, Allen Iverson, uh, all of these guys, they felt this obligation to play. These guys don't feel that obligation to NBA fans. Like, I got to go out there and give them my all because these are their paying. And especially if they're playing on the road, this guy's only going to be able to see me once in a year. So I better go out there and lay it all on the line. They don't care. You just watched LeBron James miss the Celtics game in, in Boston. The next time those Celtics fans are going to be able to see LeBron James is next year. If he stays in the West, they don't care. And that's why this rule was implemented. So for them to be complaining about it after they're the ones that created the problem, it shows you that these guys are not serious. And you don't need to listen to any of the whining and the moaning that they're talking. You don't need to pay any attention to it because they don't care about the fans because if they did care about the fans if this was something that they weren't comfortable with they would at least complain about it behind closed doors but to be complaining about this publicly what more can you say this is the cupcake era 
we present it to you. Here you are. Now, if you're enjoying this show, be sure to follow us on Facebook at Dreamers Pro Official, Instagram at Dreamers Pro, and leave a review to let us know what you think about today's show. Now, let's continue to the next segment. Yesterday, I watched another game of the Los Angeles Clippers. Uh, and in this game, they were playing against the Miami Heat uh, in Miami. Very entertaining game, although the Clippers ended up finishing that game in one of the most sloppiest ways you could finish a basketball game. And I'm sure Ty Lue and Kawhi, these guys, were not were not happy with the execution um, towards the end of the game. But nevertheless, they won the game. And after they won that game, it marked their 25th victory in 30 games, giving them the best record in the NBA. Get this. The Clippers have the best record in the NBA since December 1st. So I jump on uh, the internet this morning and I see a picture from NBA on ESPN and it says the Clippers 25 game, 25 and 5 record in the last 30 games. They just had the best 30 game run, get this, in the history of that organization. In the last 30 games, this is the best basketball this Clippers team has ever played, ever. To go 25 and uh, 5 over the last five. And right now, uh, as we currently speak, the Clippers are tied uh, for the number one spot. Or one game behind, excuse me, for the number one spot. But tied in losses uh, for the Western Conference. But the Oklahoma City Thunder won yesterday. And I think the Minnesota Timberwolves, they won as well. Those are the teams that are ahead of them at the moment. And then the team right behind the Clippers at the number four spot is the Denver Nuggets. Because the Clippers are the number three. And then I woke up this morning. I said to myself, why isn't this front page news? You're talking about the hottest team in the NBA, arguably the best team in the Western Conference, and no one is talking about it. No one is saying anything about it. It's an afterthought. Now, some people say, well, the thing, the reason that nobody's talking about the Clippers is because what's going to happen is they're going to be playing very well. And then they're going to get to the postseason and they're either going to lose in the first round or the second round. And before I even address that point, let me pull up the NBA standings. Let me look at the Western Conference. Okay. So if the playoffs were to start today, the Clippers would be facing the, let me see, the Pelicans in round one. The Clippers are going to lose to the Pelicans. Who's going to beat the Clippers? The Mavs? Who? The Suns? Well, the Clippers could have beat the Suns last year without Paul George and James Harden. But I digress. You're saying that the reason I want to talk about them now is because they're going to lose in the future. But there's only one problem. They talk about the Lakers every single day and they lost. As a matter of fact, a lot of the teams that they talk about are all going to lose. So what's your point? So you shouldn't talk about them basically at all because they're going to lose in the future. And even if they're playing now, it doesn't matter because they'll still lose in the future. So your solution is don't cover the team at all until they win a championship. Then the question then becomes, why are we only making this rule just for the Clippers? Why don't we do this with every team? Why don't we just start talking about the team that wins a championship at the end of the season? Well, that'd be stupid. Yeah, just as stupid as the people saying that. Just had to throw it out there. So this morning I was doing some research. To look at some of the, the data and the numbers that the Clippers have been putting out. And boy, when I read you some of these stats, 
you're going to be absolutely astonished. But before we even get into those stats, this video is brought to you by our brand new sponsor, Price Picks. Price Picks is really simple. Instead of just selecting a team, you just select two or more players, pick more or less their projected stats, and then you place your entry. For example, this week, I'm selecting two entries. Stephen Curry for more than 25 points, and then I got Anthony Davis for more than two blocks, and Damian Lillard for more for more than four three-pointers made. Price Picks is also the only daily sports platform with an injury insurance policy. So for example, if you have a player who gets injured in the first half and doesn't return to the second half, that player gets automatically rebooted. What I also love about Price Picks is that it offers weekly promotions like Taco Tuesdays. Each Tuesday, Price Picks discounts select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. So go to pricepicks.com slash CLNS and use code CLNS for a first deposit matchup up to $100. That's go to pricepick.com slash CLNS, use code CLNS for a first deposit match to, of up to $100. And once again, once you support this sponsor, you're supporting this channel. Thank you. So let me get into some of these stats uh, here. Let's look at what the Clippers have been averaging um, since December 1st. The Clippers have been averaging 121 points per game as a team. They're averaging 42 rebounds per game as a team. They're averaging 27.1 assists per game while leading the league in a, a three-point shooting percentage at 41.1% over that stretch. They're leading the league and shooting 84% from the field as a team. Now, let's look at Kawhi's numbers over that stretch. Kawhi, over the last two months, is averaging 25.7 points per game. He's scoring that he's scoring those 25.7 on 56.8% shooting. Kawhi Leonard is shooting in the last two months 49.6% from three and shooting 93.3% from the three-point line, from the free throw line. Kawhi is basically shooting 56, 50, and 93. Those are Kawhi stats. Uh, James Harden, let's look at Harden. He had some crazy plays yesterday. He's scoring over this stretch, uh, let me see, 17.8 points per game on 44% shooting from the field, 41% from the three, and 88% while getting you 9.5 assists per game. And Paul George, he's been hit or miss, but overall 22 points a game on 47% shooting from the field, 43% shooting from the three-point line, 90% shooting from the free throw line. So you have two guys in the starting lineup that are three guys in the starting lineup. They're all shooting above 40% from the three. I think Terrence Mann is also in the high numbers. And the Clippers, just to add something on top of that, have had the number one offense in the NBA since December 1st. And they're now number four in terms of offense in the entire NBA right now. And I think they're in the top 10 in defensive rating. And the scary part is the Clippers still have room to improve. The Clippers can still improve on their defense. So it's not like as if this is the best we're seeing in this team. This team can absolutely play better. Now I got to give some kudos. I got to give a lot of credit to James Harden. I was one of the people that thought James Harden would not, was I was against it. Especially when you had him and Russell Westbrook in the starting lineup. I, am, I was totally wrong, like most people. Totally wrong. And I've said it many times, I was wrong. Uh, he's been a godsend, and I think he's given the Clippers a dimension that they never had before. He's the best point guard they've had over God knows how many years since I've been following the team. This team is scary, and I think they should be having more coverage. They shouldn't be listening to idiots in comment sections talking about like, oh, you shouldn't cover them because they're going to lose in the playoffs. That's stupid. 
because almost every team is going to lose in the playoffs except for one. So what kind of stupidity is that? They should be covering them, and I think is a travesty because this is one of the teams that's playing very well, uh, and we're going to be doing a we're going to be do, we're going to be making a concerted effort, concerted effort to mention him. Now I've been pushing for Kawhi Leonard for all MB, uh, for MB, MVP. He definitely should make all NBA team first because who am I, who are you picking over him? He's better than all those dudes. I think he should make all first uh, uh, NBA team. He definitely should make all first defensive team if you watch Kawhi Leonard play. He's an all first defensive player. Name the players that are playing better defense than him at his position. Name the players. Who? Who are they? Kevin Durant? No. Who? LeBron? No. Who? Luka Doncic? No. Jason Tatum? Probably. Or is it Jalen Brown? Probably. But then they don't have to play. Jalen Brown is not putting up the same amount of offense as, as Kawhi Leonard. So to me, listen, um, I think he's one of the best. And some people say, oh, you're just saying this for Kawhi. I was one of the people that even wasn't even mentioning Kawhi at the time, but I didn't think he needed to be mentioned. But now I'm going to mention him. If you feel that type of way, that's your bloody problem. The dude is playing well, and he deserves every bit of props that he's getting. When he wasn't playing well and the team was underperforming and disappointing, I was roasting him. Now the dude is playing extremely well, and I think he deserves every bit of credit that he should get. These are my thoughts. Whatever you guys think, leave your thoughts in the comment section. we catch you on the next show. Peace. Thank you for listening to today's show. And don't forget to let us know what you think about today's show on iTunes or any of your favorite podcasting platforms.